Então. Angels and Airwaves and Alinea. Man. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. That's probably on three different <laughs> podcasts. podcasts that we've yes. put out. Yes. So. Out of our 50, it's on and there. And now you know those. on paper thing. <laughs> hey. All right. So we're, we're back. back. Oh, we back. And we have uh, Steve back again. This is unbelievable. This is you like guys, in a row. This is a real You guys have treat. no idea yeah, how. so lucky. Oh yeah, how Thanks, lucky KK, we, we have appreciate that. you. <laughs> yeah, no you know how like he's a TV in show they have like the the credits with like <laughs> the the cast. Yeah. So like Taylor, Matt, and I are always on the cast, and then mm-hmm. it's just like special guest star. Yeah. You know, it's not like a one person like recurring. That's mm-hmm. Steve's recurring, Steve. recurring yeah. role. Yeah. Recurring, yeah. <laughs> special guest star. So are we gonna uh, are we gonna assume we can get this out earlier than later so we can? Yeah, you can do a stomp. Preview. All right, so we have something going on at the gym, which is a massive deal. <laughs> it's Big actually deal. pretty exciting. Yes. Big deal. We're doing First a, we're in-house doing... competition ever made at Blue City Athletics, um, February 11th, Saturday, 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. People are um, pumped. Yep. Same sex, teams at two. Yep. Uh, we are going to tease the first workout <laughs> right now. <laughs> Buckle up. People, Buckle are, up. people are waiting. They're, they're waiting for Wait, the, who's by teasing their phones. it? I'll tease it. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it is going to start with a 14 minute AMRAP. So, starting with 50 calories on the rower into 40 box jumps at your standard 24 20 height, 30 power cleans at a medium weight to be disclosed later, yep. and 20 <laughs> power snatches at that same weight into 10 wall walks. You may split the work with your partner, however you like. This, the, they both have to row. They both are going to row, and then they you split have, after that. At least that, do so. one Correct. calorie. Yep. Mm. No, they both, they're going to have two rowers. Oh, they can't yeah. get off, They can't get off the rower until they're done. And, oh, then, and then they'll go twist. into what, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. what Steve just said. They're going to be, well, what weight is it? Well, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. What's the way? Yeah. Teddy, your weight is 155. Hey, hey, what? No. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. definitely not 155. <laughs> <laughs> that would be That's really not medium. <laughs> yeah, 20 power snatches. 90 For scales. I don't even, <laughs> so. yeah. No way. Yeah, there's different weights. Um, the, all those movements are the same, but uh, different weights for RX and scaled. So this one's going to be fun. We've tested it. Yeah, People had a lot of fun with it's it. It's the first it's one. It's going to hurt equally for everyone mm-hmm. in the room. Is it the first one of the day? Or did you not specify that? It or? is actually not the first one. Ooh, so Cool. Even better teaser. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> Just hanging out there somewhere in the day. That would be fun. So Was it three workouts, four scores? Is that right? <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. There's yeah. a mystery here and there. So anyway, that's it. We, we don't have to talk about that. We just teased. That's <laughs> what they can, they can chew on that. <laughs> okay. They can chew on for that for another a week and bit. a half. Perfect. <clears throat> All right. Uh, well, we're back. Uh, we wanted to kind of recap and re- yeah, I guess recap's a good word for our uh, podcast about the drug testing and all the crap that Steve and I went through um, these past eight months. So the big thing that we wanted to approach as well is that this we just feel that the CrossFit drug testing program needs to change. Yeah. Um, we don't have all the answers, but we have some ideas. So <laughs> we'll bring yes. those up and 
Um, when we were doing a ton of research into all of these other organizations and what they do for their drug testing and um, the comparisons to CrossFits and things like that, I think one of the big things that, especially Teddy, you kept going back to as a UFC, um, and you just kind of want to go over what they've done with their drug testing program? Yeah, mainly the reason that I kept coming back to the UFC, which might not be everybody's first like intuition mm-hmm. um, instinct when you're thinking about drug testing policies, is primarily or almost exclusively due to the gentleman individual who runs it mm-hmm. who goes who goes by who is named Jeff yes. Nowitzki <laughs> his name is Jeff Nowitzki and if you don't know him you'll probably know some of his work which includes busting Lance Armstrong Barry Bonds and all the Balco steroids that were in the MLB scandal so you're saying this guy's really good at what he does he, he knows what he's doing and he spent a lot of time catching people the most high profile in sports and then he um was he on a podcast with he's been with joe rogan, joe several rogan? Times. okay so yes. he's on so it's been a while but he's been yeah. on there so it's a very interesting podcast if you go yeah. back and look at listen to that one absolutely and so at one point dana white and the ufc convinced him hey we're we have a major drug problem in our sport mm-hmm. we're looking to do an overhaul you're the top dude of the top dude we're going to we want to convince you to work for us and craft our entire drug testing policy, which is exactly what they did. I'm not exactly sure in his whole title. Yeah. Taylor might have it, but um, he is in charge and he crafted the new and improved UFC drug testing policy. And Taylor's got some quotes from an article that uh, yeah. I think she's going to read. Yeah. Um, his actual full title is UFC Senior Vice President of Athlete Health and Performance. Um, and he works hand in glove with the promotion of uh, anti-doping program administered by USADA. Um, and so I think one of the big things that, like Teddy mentioned, there was a ton of athletes getting popped for steroids and or SARMs, whatnot. And people, the athletes were like, you know, we're not doing this on purpose. And they, at a certain point, they thought they had this um, drug problem. And so they brought him in to, like Teddy said, overhaul it and really look at what was going on. Um, and one of his quotes, and bear with me, it's a little long, but um, it's one thing to have a supplement where you go to GNC or a supplement store that says testosterone 4,000. One would expect that would potentially have a problem, uh, Nowinski said in Los Angeles during a stakeholder meeting, um, to address, quote-unquote, common sense, disciplinary guidelines, and minimal thresholds pertaining to certain prohibited substances. Uh, but we have seen more and more commonly what I would call benign supplements being positive for prohibited substances. We've seen a couple of occasions where a woman's multivitamin had a SARM, Ostrine, in it. We've seen creatine have prohibited substances. We've seen pure protein powder have prohibited substances. We've seen prescription medication from legitimate pharmacies be contaminated with prohibited substances. And we've seen contaminants at compounding pharmacies both here in the U.S. and abroad where they're mixing their own drugs and other drugs are mixing, getting into a different drug. Um, and an interesting uh, fact from this article as well. So since this UFC program uh, began in 2015, USADA and the UFC have announced sanctions on 100 athletes, um, and a little fewer than half of them have come back with either definitive evidence or evidence tending to show that these positive tests were results of contaminants and not purposeful dose do- doping. So just to clear that up. Before 2015, there was a big performance-enhancing drug problem in the sport of mixed martial arts, particularly yep. UFC. Before 2015, 
everybody was on drugs. They yeah. came in with this hardcore dude, and it was like a, you could tell. You could see the guys before and after pictures yeah, the, of when the, the before and, the and after. Yeah they're, yeah, they're out there on the on the it's interwebs. Crazy. The before and after pictures yep. are obviously so before this. Using. Before this, everybody was using intentionally to cheat. Mm-hmm. After this is what Taylor was quoting. After this new program was instated, yeah, about half or a little over half. So USADA was brought in around that time, and then yes. this guy came in. Is that what you're saying? They came in together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so that's another. And they cleaned point. it up, yeah. but they were still having. But people were popping for these low dose amounts, right? Yep. So it kind of very similar to Steve and Taylor's case, where you've got this low dose amount, and we can kind of get into the studies and stuff like that again. But it was like, where, where does where is this coming from? Because we're not we're, we're following USADA's policies, and we're we're not using. So where is this coming from? Over half. This is what Taylor's. This is the bottom line of what Taylor said mm-hmm. in the second part of the quote. Over half of the athletes that got that tested positive were able to either definitively prove that it came from tainted supplements or um, contamination, or were at least where USADA said this evidence tends mm-hmm. where they didn't outright prove it, but said yes. And in those cases where they were giving mitigating circumstances, they got less punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another big thing that they also brought in were the minimal threshold. Um, Common sense minimum yep. thresholds, particular to supplements that often were causing contamination, the most of which was a drug called Ostrine. Yep. Yeah. Is there a mo- so when you say common sense minimum threshold, is there a do they put a number to that? Is that that? nanogram picogram conversation that we're having yeah that's that something the, different or? it's a picogram conversation okay. and it is um they don't advertise them a lot because i i think if you know this the you know they don't want to have mm-hmm. necessarily all the thresholds out as like public knowledge but i think it's around 100 picograms for austrian you can kind of find it if you dig enough dig deep enough and it's basically as jeff i'm going to paraphrase jeff Nowitzki here but it's basically saying that the test the amount that the athlete had in their system is so low that it couldn't even be from cycling off and it's clearly due like from contamination to yeah. where there's like a threshold where um, it would otherwise be like, okay, you've, you've been intentionally using it. And there's, mm-hmm. there's so, there's such a big gap between those with the most common things that if it was below the common sense minimum threshold for Osterine, it's the same thing as a, a uh, past test. Yeah. So, okay. So explain that to me and the, the average listener out there. D- you wouldn't even know about this, correct? Because the public wouldn't even know. The public wouldn't even yeah. know. You might know about they it. Don't release it. They don't even say they got tested. Nothing. Yeah, they, they don't. Will, <clears throat> yeah. They actually, yeah, they don't even. Just to even take it a further step, they don't even release it publicly until after the the case is closed. So this mm-hmm. would be after the athlete has tested all of their supplements. Okay. So if Taylor um, was above the common sense minimum threshold, but then sent in her protein powder, her protein powder was confirmed to have it. Yep. Nobody ever hears about it. If if I was below the threshold, if you're below the threshold, yes. But yeah. also, if you oh, were above, above it okay. and it was a kid, yeah, so they wait until you've tested all your supplements yes. to announce. It. So even if you're above the common sense minimum threshold, and you prove where it came from, that it came from like a taint. Like yes. Let's say she was taking a pre workout and it was in there, they still wouldn't. Correct, because they are dealing with athletes' reputations, yep. mm-hmm. which is very important. Yeah, and that's so. Both Steve and I, we found it in our supplement. Um, we had we were below these common sense minimum thresholds with the amount that was in our uh, system, and so 
technically, if we were in the UFC, no one would even know that we ever had a positive drug test. Yeah, correct. Probably from both ways. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's does just that something- make you feel? <laughs> it feels great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I mean, it's you know we're you know it's the average person out there like well you know we're not the we're not the UFC but it's like you know that's it's the closest thing that we can come to that has verifiable data verifiable testing um, has has moved to kind of clean up their sport and has the data to back that up. I mean, and it 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 is coming out that you know more and more you know like we said you know, factual information in our last podcast, like look, do your research on the internet and find out how many people are popping for this. And it's coming up and, and, um, you know, all these testing facilities and the supplement industry as a whole and how this is all coming together. Again, this is run by, I don't know the Al Capone story too well. And if you don't, then you might not get this reference, but this whole thing is run by Jeff Nowitzki, who they call the Elliot Ness of the PED (laughs) industry. (laughs) Yeah. And even like this is UFC, but even a lot of these policies go over to um, WADA as well. And like, you know, (laughs) there's all these different, there's different uh, sentences, right? Like you, I mean, you could get a lifetime ban or you could get a three month ban. And if you start to look, um, there was that sprinter that was supposed to go to the Olympics for the U S. Um, and she got popped for weed, which, yeah. you know, Charlene he, or, uh, Shikari, uh, just something like that. Or, yeah, yeah. I don't know. She had some hair. Oh, I think yeah. I yeah. Yeah. And, but she, she got popped at the Olympic trials for using marijuana. Um, and granted she got, a month-long sentence, so not. I mean, it pushed her out of the Olympics. She couldn't yeah, compete at the Olympics, yeah. which is a huge bummer. But like the amount that was in her system, why she used it, she admitted to using it. Like all of these different things go into the decision of why she had a month-long sentence, as opposed to potentially CrossFit. If you got popped for marijuana, you could have a four-year sentence. Yeah, it's black and white. There's no. They don't take <laughs> mitigating circumstances no. yeah. into effect at all, and. Um, yeah, and okay, so I might make some, I might ruffle some feathers here, but a lot of times that black and whiteness is, I think a sh- they use it as like a shroud to like, our thing is really strict. Yeah. Our thing is really intense and it's hardcore and it's strict and we don't mess around. They wear it as a badge of honor. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I don't blame them for this. But I think that's misleading a lot of people, and it really, after this whole experience, hope I don't get blackballed, but after this whole experience, <laughs> it's clearly that because they lack the expertise to even judge mitigating circumstances, extenuating When you control the narrative, you can do that. You yeah. can say those things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but if you- if you Totally. If you were like, okay, we'll, we'll take into, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, it's almost like an admission of, hey, we don't, and they don't. It's really hard. Like the, the, you you know we've all seen like the documentary Icarus. The world of yeah performance enhancing drugs evolves at a rapid rapid pace. Yeah, and yeah. to have somebody keep up with it and be have the expertise to actually judge that stuff and do that is is a lot to ask for. But the, in my opinion, the black and whiteness of the drug testing policy, rather than being some strict sign of how intense it is is yeah. rather a default or cop out to not having the resources or mm-hmm. expertise to enforce a more reasonably fair um policy yeah i think this that's kind of a good segue because the one of um 
our big things <laughs> that we kept going back to with all of this CrossFit stuff is <clears throat> CrossFit is the judge, jury, executor, and detective in all of this. And detective. <laughs> and, you know, from our standpoint, that needs to change. Yeah. There needs to be something that changes. And so, I mean, we kind of have a list sitting over here by us that, you know, what needs to change. And we don't necessarily have all the answers on how to change it, but we need to start the conversation. And I think really the top athletes need to be a part of this conversation as well because um, for this sport to evolve and to become, you know, all these athletes want it to become this true sport, you know, that potentially could be in the Olympics, whatever whatever it may be. But it, it can't do that with this kind of drug testing policy because it's not fair to the athletes throughout the span of the sport. It's not. Agreed. It, it does need to change. Even before that, it has to be acknowledged and addressed, which I yes. think is even what we're doing. And it hasn't been really so far to the accuracy and importance that I think it provides. Let's give an example. A fighter in the UFC gets suspended for drug, you know, performance enhancing yeah. drug positive. His sanction that he gets, the UFC and Jeff Nowitzki have zero input on what the suspension is. Correct. They have zero, and they can't say, "Hey, suspend John Jones for for sixteen weeks." They have no. They, it is out of their control by contract. It is completely the the decision of USADA. They mm-hmm. inform Jeff Nowitzki of what the not recommendation is. They give mm-hmm. the suspension. Yeah. And the US, so the UFC has no input. They just hire them. And so there's no partiality. There's no. I was going to say. So you're saying we have to hire a third party to do this for us. <laughs> we got to become a lot more lucrative sport and then hire a third party. So but yes. what would that look like? Pie in the sky. Suggestions. Pie. Okay. So pie in the sky. Um, this is, again, maybe not really a. We can do. Let's do realistic and unrealistic. Okay. There's anything, you know, what, what has to happen and what can. And then we can talk about like what realistically can we do at, at like a CrossFit level with. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, what we think the revenue is that we have available. So if we start with the most robust, comprehensive drug testing policy, there's bar none the UFC. Yeah. And USADA, so it'd be having a a um, company like USADA run the drug testing program. A lot of people immediately go, well, you can't do that internationally because USADA is USADA and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the UFC is an international yep. corporation. And, and USADA does I was going to say in CrossFit or UFC – Test people from different countries yeah. all the time, and uses the same policy. Yeah. So. The, so it's doable. I mean, I don't know. Was ever released how much a program oh, like that costs? It's in the millions, right? Oh, oh for sure. I think it's. I think it's twenty five million a year. Twenty five million a year. Yeah. Wow. So, so something like that. And obviously, we that's, recognize that's that as far as CrossFit goes, that's not realistic right now. Yeah, unattainable uh, for a long time. Yeah, but it is a standard to strive for, and it's something that we can definitely do better for the athletes um, and even for just having unbiased individuals in the, the conversation, you yeah. know, um, having, model. yeah. And I mean, we go back to Ricky Garrard, people were saying that he was the, what would they call him? I don't know, but you say he's like, they the threw him child. on the, they oh, threw yeah. him on the sword or scapegoat. whatever. Yeah. Scapegoat. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that was the first big name to pop for. Uh, the only big name. True, the yeah. only big name to pop for. In how many how many PDs. years of CrossFit and all all these statistics yeah, like that's showing us, it's the only one that has ever been at, like at the top that has popped. Seems, like I said on the last podcast, seems sus- yeah. suspect. But no, with that being okay. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, though, it's just one of those things that um, there was. 
I, there had to be inherent bias behind Ricky Garrard's and he admitted it to using steroids and that's you know neither here nor there at that point but there was an inherent bias like this is our scapegoat we're going to throw him on the sword and you know now we can say that a big athlete popped yeah. and all these other athletes are clean um we can give the naysayers what they yes. want can i just make a point it's kind of a, yeah. a sidebar but it, it demonstrates maybe the lack of expertise across the entire crossfit community when it comes to performance enhancing drugs and out-of-date opinions mm -hmm. but on that documentary they're like ricky Gerard. Have you ever taken steroids? And he goes, No. And everybody's like, He's lying. He's lying. He didn't tell the truth. Da, 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 da. And oh, they're like, And he's like, well, Exactly. They go, Well, he's never taken steroids. He didn't take steroids. He tested positive for a SARM, for a which SARM, is not yeah. the same thing. Mm -hmm. And like, everybody doesn't even like, including I will I was I'll, I'll be the first to admit yeah aware right? of it until we got right? a positive drug until test. we were tossed into this world I was in this this majority of the people mm -hmm. that didn't even understand something as simple and fundamental as a distinction like that yeah yep um but while so we're while we're on that real quick today is Monday right the, the 30th January, January 30th this morning Morning Chalk Up put on an article, very timely, um, that was talking about, the, the the headline was, would you pass CrossFit's drug testing program? Mm -hmm. And it gets, it, 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 brief article, but to the point, and basically kind of talked about what we talked about on our last podcast, so it lines up very nicely. Um, but it's it went through a informed sport director's uh, piece of information that said that they randomly test you know, pretty frequently all over the world. So Europe, um, Australia, Australia United States, South America. And 10% of the time um, supplements, they find supplements are tainted with banned substances. He says every single time. That's a direct quote. So that's a little low according to CrossFit's statistical information, but still 10%, that's still big. That means one out of every 10 supplements you have on the, on the shelf it has some type of a banned substance. And so just to reiterate, if you didn't hear on the last podcast, if you look at the CrossFit drug testing manual in section 16, they acknowledge and agree with a study that says that 19% of all supplements inside the United States have some type of uh, substance that is not listed on the label. Some of those being banned substances. So, the statistics are out there, um, so how more pe more people aren't and you know like people at the top are not being tested? I mean, maybe they're just uh, they're testing their material. Can I can uh, speculate they're, they're, on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. speculate on it. Very simple, and not this is not a bad. I'm not throwing shade at anybody. Mm -hmm. Not supplement coming out the top athletes. If you're Patrick Vellner or T. Claire Toomey, and you're sponsored by a supplement company. That supplement company is going to get their individual tubs of yeah. supplement mm -hmm. that they send to you tested and verified for not having yes. illegal substances in them on accident. Because what is worse than having yeah. a top athlete that you sponsored test positive, get suspended for four years because of XYZ mm -hmm. company? So each one of those, when they get them in the mail from a supplement company, it I almost guarantee you has the paperwork. Here's mm -hmm. the test yeah. and the test results. And that is common sense and they should be doing that. 
Yeah, and I think so. The takeaway is be good enough. Yes, be good yeah. enough. Be good enough. Yeah. To That's why you're, you're seeing more yeah. team athletes pop. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. We're, not, we're, not, we're not sponsored. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually not. I'm actually not kidding. Like, no, that's, I think uh, it's that's a very, factor. It's very true, and that's. I mean, we learn even further. One of um, our members at the gym works for <clears throat> manufacturing companies, and he said that how like uh, being NSF certified, NSF safe for sport certified, basically what these companies do. They can't test every single batch that goes through the the barrels because it's too many batches. Not feasible. That are, yeah. It's not feasible. So they're testing certain batches and it's basically putting an overarching using claim. A, using a blanket claim that yeah, this, this, this that these are uh, safe for sport, blah, blah, blah. But what happens is um, only the batches that they actually test are safe. And so like Teddy, like you just said, so you could talk about the app so, here. Yeah, right? this is yeah, this is where the app is. So us coming off the shelf, so I'm going to go to the shelf, pick up my electrolyte supplement and scan it on the app and it's never ever ever going to be <laughs> certified on the app. It's just not. Yeah. Because that thing that is certified on the app is going to the top app. So you scan the barcode and the barcode tracks the lot number that that supplement went through through the warehouse mm-hmm. and then i'll tell you if that specific batch was third-party tested or not and i mean 10 percent chance yeah. <laughs> just like you said earlier that's on the low side yeah on yeah. the low yeah. side You're, we know between 10 and 20 percent chance that thing is probably hot so but no it's i don't even think that's speculation teddy i think that's very much a fact that these top athletes yeah. are getting the batches that have been tested to be nsf safer sport informed choice safer sport all of those things um and you can like get the, you can also just get a third party to test it like, yeah. you know what I yeah mean? for sure um the thing with that is if you're having that third party the athletes aren't doing that though right i mean they, they the could supplement be com- the, they supplement could, the, su- the supplement company is going out of their way as part their of the whole deal big batch and send that batch to all their sponsored athletes yeah. but that's but that's the takeaway for you know the listener just, the listener on this call and the athlete mm-hmm. out there if you think you are going to be a semifinal or games athlete you know or team you know mm-hmm. like you're gonna make it you're you hey we're we're putting together a strong team this year we're gonna try to make a run at it you better be look be doing more research than just looking at and seeing a, a green check mark and mm-hmm. the nsf certified out there because these statistics are not working in your favor and yeah. god forbid you end up in taylor and steve situation it's not going to end well for you yeah, just thinking you take oh i just take a protein powder oh i just take a beta alanine yep. whatever like whatever you think it is like it, there's no guarantee yeah, yeah yep, whatsoever and you just got to think about your reputation as an athlete right that's kind of yeah. what's on the line yeah, which so. is which is a lot i mean for team that's a lot well, of like so the, the main here, things. Going on the reputation thing. Another thing that CrossFit needs to change is the window that they give us, right? They yeah. give us a 10-day window. And um, we talked about WADA and USADA and UFC. Like, they don't announce any sanctions until, like, the whole case has been done. Correct. Um, and I understand that CrossFit has a little bit different thing because a semifinals athlete qualifies for the games. How are you going to say they're not at the games, yeah. right? And I get that that's somewhat of an issue. Um, not to mention that everybody working on the, the drug board has other job duties yeah. to do, yes. including in working lot. and programming and, and yes. setting up for the games yeah. and corralling people. Covered in detail so, last episode. Yeah. yeah. So, so but the, the, they have to get, they have to, they, they're like 10 days, which is completely unreasonable, by the way. Yeah. Unre- um, unreasonable. Unreasonable. Yeah. And so I don't, we, again, we don't know what the solution is, but there, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I think even if you, um, I, I, I don't know, because 
you run into like um, Sean Ramirez, who we talked about the last podcast. He didn't get us. He couldn't get all of his supplement tested within the 10-day window because, like we mentioned, it's expensive, and you're not going to just send. If you have 10 supplements, you're you send them into the lab. It takes like five to 12 days to yes. get it back. Yes. You can. You, can you need need time. You pay extra money time. to get done in three days or one day, but that's again. That's that's now you're above a thousand bucks for each for each supplement. supplement each by the way, little yeah. each so if, bag. Yeah. So I take 10 things, which. It's probably a little bit on the ridiculous side, but let's say they take five. Mm -hmm. All right, so I take a pre-workout. I've got a beta-alanine. I've got a protein powder. I've got a post-workout mm -hmm. shake. I've got, and then I've got something else, like a vitamin supplement yeah. or something. So I got five sitting there. That's five grand yeah. of test, of testing. And so, do you want to literally write a check for five thousand, send all these off, and sp spend a little extra money to get it done in one to three days, or are you going to be like, okay, let's let's try to figure out. Which What's which, most likely? Yeah, which mm -hmm. most likely? So, so it, can the, you do? You can't do. You can barely get one of those done in ten days. Well, and that that's the thing we need to address too. So you've got to package it. You've got to pay for shipping to get it yeah. out there. Oh, uh, extra money to overnight, yeah. which is not a big I mean, no, whatever. But, but it's like it's just a pain in the ass. It just adds time. <laughs> here's a here's just like the concrete example for the yeah. listener. Yeah. You have five supplements. You can either send one at a time, mm -hmm. and they say they find the second one. So it's one thousand for the first one. It's one thousand for the second one. They find it. You've spent two thousand dollars, and you're done. Mm -hmm. Or the other way, which they're basically backing you into yeah. a corner to have to do, is send the f the five supplements at one time. Spend five thousand dollars up front. They might find it in that second one, but they're going to test all the five mm -hmm. of them, yeah. and then you're out five thousand dollars just in front. So that's three thousand dollars that you. Wouldn't have had to money. spend it if yeah. you had reasonable amounts of time. If you had, if you had some additional time to do yeah. some, a lot of money for these non-sponsored CrossFit athletes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dang. I and mean, so if they're gonna have some kind of a sanction, what does it matter if they give you some extra time? Exactly. If they're gonna give you a, a two like CrossFit right now, minimum. I mean, they haven't done anything that I know of, unless you can tell me anything different than a two or a four-year ban. No, so if they're gonna I, do, we haven't it, seen it. Right. So, we haven't yeah, right. seen it. Again, they don't release anything, so we don't know. Yeah. So, but if, if the minimum is going to be two years, what does it matter if they give us more, a little bit more than 10 days to actually yeah. get your shit together and figure out what's going on here? I mean, you get an email. You might get it the next day. Now you're mm -hmm. down to nine days. Yeah, you know, so... You try, try, anyway. Start eliminating you know, what couldn't be and what yeah. could be. So anyways, with that, like that's one thing that needs to change. We, you need a bigger time frame, And like I said, we don't have the answer because I know it's hard with, you have semifinals in the games two months later. Um, and you want to inform the other athlete that has the, you know, negative drug, if the sixth place athlete has negative drug test, you want to inform them that they can go blah, 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 blah. It, that's a, I, I get that. But giving people a 10 day window and they can't argue that at all um, after that is, is, harsh it's very <laughs> harsh and like sean ramirez is a perfect example yeah, because yeah, he actually found it in a supplement after the 10-day window um and won a lawsuit with that supplement company and had this evidence for crossfit and crossfit said well we don't care right <laughs> it's expired sad. after the 10-day window that is sad. it is sad that's four a, years uh, that i mean that's sad. he did know. an interview somewhere i can't remember read it but if you uh, or i can't remember where i read it yeah, but so, if you um, read it it's kind of like they beat you down so much mm -hmm. it's like you almost don't want to you know we have a i mean we're doing a podcast and we're still we're you know we just announced a, a workout for the stomp we're getting pumped about the open we're getting people you know um, pumped up about that so we have love for the sport and love for the community still but i gotta be honest with you there's times when we're going through this where it's like i mean they don't want us here they don't treat us like you know, they treat like, us like, like a criminal yeah they treat they uh, like absolutely a criminal it's like you, 
anybody, I mean, we're like, it's almost like a drug addict. I mean, it's like, it's, it's shame on us for still supporting this and being, you know, rah-rah with the community and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're still, you know, kind of, you know, fighting that fight because we, we believe in the process and the community that, 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 that that's out there. But I mean, man, did it leave a bad taste in our mouth? And mm-hmm. yeah, it's coming from a three-year affiliate owner, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's BS, you know, you encourage a whole community <laughs> of people to give this organization their money to play this game and you know make it a big community vibe and you give not on top of that but like your affiliate fees (laughs) every single year and trust me it's the most sour taste in your mouth after being treated like that the way we've been treated Mm -hmm. yeah disappointing thing for me too is like cross it's like ethos sort of it's like (laughs) counterculture radical honesty you know telling you how it is and this is just it's this is the exact opposite of honest and transparency mm-hmm. type of stuff and, and handling of it. And it's yeah. kind of, you know, I think what you're saying too, there's like a difference between like the methodology and the sport. At least that's what, yeah. that's what my yes. drug addict self is telling me. Yeah, yeah. You know, the no, drug I, I agree. I think that's the big thing that, you know, people are like, Oh, are you done with CrossFit? You ever, I'm like, I love CrossFit. Yes. I love the, the methodology behind it. I love how it brings like these, I mean, random people together that you know and it creates this awesome community like i love that um the sport of the crossfit games right now i still want to support it because like i I think it's really cool and i love the open again it's a great community event it's all these things um but you know years before i'm harassing people to sign up for the open because i want that in this year you know I mean, I'm still going to mention it to people, but it's really hard not being able to sign up for the yeah. open. I stopped incentivizing it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'll let no, people do it. Yeah. I'll let people do it. Absolutely. It's just like, I'm not like. I'll support people and yeah, be there. I'll support and, you if you want to do it, but I'm not the one to, to be the one to tell you to do it. You're not yeah. necessarily the same salesperson you once were for it. <laughs> <laughs> not the same ambassador. <laughs> so well, you're still, you're still there. I mean, you said, Hey, you're, what you're going to do is you're going to kind of do on Thursday night when the workout gets announced, you're going to. Do it, kind of film it, give some tips and, and tricks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we're gonna for, drop it on the YouTube channel. Yep. Yeah, uh, good play. So I mean, you're, you're still involved. It's, it's, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's disheartening that I you. I changed uh, it to Taylor Dutman's day. So did you? I did. <laughs> Love it. Did you get your uh, eleven year badge? Ten for me. I, I got <laughs> my ten year badge today too, and they're like, "Sign up for the open, and you can get your ten year badge." And yeah, I was like, like, "Why am I getting these emails? Fingers, middle fingers are, are you coming sure? back to you." Do you so I just I, respond to the middle finger emoji? I mean, we. No sense in asking this question, but are you sure that you can't sign up and do the open and just not advance? I or can you not, you cannot, can you not even participate in like sign up? Well, for the we open? don't know because we don't get emails. Yeah, there's back. no information. Just sign so, up and troll. So yeah. good point. Can just troll? Because one of the points that we have here and we touched on it, but we didn't really kind of dive into it, but we need transparency of what the heck is going on. Like there is no transparency on anything here. And I think we've kind of, we've talked about, we brought that up a little bit, but I think There's it's no, the main theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like we we've said it a thousand times that they're the judge, jury, executioner, and detective. But it's like they they control all of the information. Um, Steve just mentioned it. It's like you know when they control the narrative, you know it's really disheartening when you have like factual data that backs things up and and you know you you think you've got a good case and they're just like yeah no, move can, it on. Can we we get sh- we get <laughs> shit to pl- we get shit to plan. So that's I want to pause there and just reiterate. <laughs> the problem because it, it, when you say mm-hmm. judge jury executioner and detective i think it intuitively makes sense that it's a problem but i just want to spell it out why it's 
an issue. And that issue is that those are different checks and balances along the way towards whether you're going to be proved innocent or guilty. Mm-hmm. But if you, if one body or one person, one organization is all of those, then once the detective does the work, what do you think the jury, judge, right. and executioner are going to do? There's going to be no chances for mm-hmm. any of those checks and balances to actually work. You're going to be immediately biased on whatever the detective found, so much so that there's no other possibility right. of an outcome. Yeah, it's it, that's and you, the issue. You mentioned that on the last podcast too, and it's it's um, <clears throat> like the appeals court is is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. You're, yes. you're going back to the same people. <laughs> With you know, with even even with different information, you're going back to the same people. They've already made their mind up. It's kind of like, maybe not like this, but I'm gonna use this example because it just came in my head. <clears throat> you get hand, you get caught with your hand in a cookie jar. Your mom finds you, right? You get in trouble. You get sent to your room, whatever. You come back out, and you're like, well, hold on. Here's here's more information on why I was doing it. It's like, no, no, no. I just I, I'm still the person that caught you with your hand in the cookie jar. There's I'm still gonna give you the same. You know, the, the, the ramifications of it are still the same because you're going back and talking to the same person. Now, maybe if I went to dad <laughs> and kind of <laughs> kind of yeah. like completed yeah. my case on why I needed that cookie or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. It's a, you know, a horrible example, but you can kind of get the idea. So if you're going back to the same people that just sat there and grimly looked at you, how could you possibly get any kind of a fair a fair trial. I mean, so it's called speak. an appellate court, which is <laughs> so different yeah. than the court. Yeah, let's just enough about our feelings here. Let's mm-hmm. talk yeah. about how we could actually, yeah, like drive revenue to make this better. Yeah, and yeah. actually mm-hmm. change. Yeah, so it's it. like, how could we? What what ideas do we we have to kind of change this? I mean, realistic, realistic, and realistically and unrealistically. Well, and this was brought up um, after all these. A team positive drug test came back this year. Um, some athlete was like, "I don't, I don't remember who it was, but they said I don't know what the answer is, but maybe it's like a pay to play." Didn't some? Wasn't one of the like the athlete representatives? Like you know how it, there's like a yeah, couple of people like I, I think Velner, not Velner, uh, uh, Fikowski is one of them. Whatever, whatever they that title athlete is. association, I think. Yeah. Some like players association. One of them came up with an idea or or floated it out there. Yeah, like, and I think like we've said pay to play like we've thrown it back and forth you raise the open rates add you five, add five bucks you add 1.75 million how many people would you do like 300 350,000 people, people that's, that's another 1.7 million dollars of revenue just mm-hmm. five dollars mm-hmm. i mean that's not the 30 million a year that the ufc needed for usada yeah, yeah, yeah. but and that could at least hire one third party to probably stand in that zoom call yeah yeah <laughs> for yeah, 20 for minutes sure. <laughs> right. um and, and stay, then stay awake goes, for 20 yeah. minutes you know it goes further beyond that like if you qualify for quarterfinals you could add five dollars if you qualify for semifinals you know you add twenty dollars whatever it is yeah. the this is where we need, Jean, going, we need james to figure yeah. out how many people can how many people advance to yeah quarterfinals and semifinals because people complain about twenty dollars for the open still and you i mean that's the biggest thing like why would i pay twenty you just spent 180 dollars on shoes you're not going to pay it 20 bucks <laughs> to do this to online competition crossfitters are funny like yeah, this yeah it's, it's, it's and, weird but but you know to raise it to 25 for everybody oh my god this would that would yeah. be an absolute that would go over like a lead balloon yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think so. I, I don't mean, know. I, I, I just see it. So. Oh, do it. You, can you just re- everything's imagine? inflated? Everything's yeah. Inflated. That's true. Right now. Well, yeah. I mean, you can call it what you want. Yeah. So I, I <laughs> go 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 look at cost of eggs. Damn it! Oh, we're gosh. raising the rates on the <laughs> CrossFit Open. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's not like Steve said. It's not going to 
find your $30 million that it costs for the yeah. you know UFC to have USADA in there. But it is going to allow you to have more go towards the athletes. And, and even, you know, having people on the professional athletes committee, you know, talk about this. I know in a podcast with CrossFit, you know, they said, oh, the athletes – you know, the top athletes in the sport love the drug testing policy. They think it's great. They don't think there should be any sort of reduction in sentence and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, this needs to be a, a pooled thing. It needs to be something that's brought into it. And, you know, even maybe the pay to play goes from semifinals, goes to the professional athlete committee to give these people some money for what they're doing and actually support their athletes, actually support besides worrying about the bar height, of for the pull-ups at a, <laughs> yeah. at a semifinal support the athletes when they get a positive drug test and they didn't take it on purpose like how do you help that athlete out how do you make this sport better and actually you know give these people something back we're not the athletes that are we don't get paid to do this sport we don't get supplements handed to us we're the athletes that are actually the soul of this community we're the people Agreed. that are coming into the gym every day and hyping people up and how much of a big working community. out in the affiliates yes with the members exactly yes. actually showing up to classes organization to yes. What it is today i mean we're not in some athlete camp at, that has their own gym because they can't work out with the normal class people we're the people that are on this level that are building the community Oh, yeah. outside of the games yes your totally, tia claire Toomey totally isn't doing a, a class your cara webb trains at her home gym in her backyard like these people are i mean how many athletes now are building garage gyms so they don't have to go to a gym right i, I mean it's insane so yeah, it's you like, don't you don't go to you don't go to mayhem and see like rich at the three at the yeah. 4 30 class no <laughs> and so it's like these people we need some support too Agreed. and you're i mean i again i would have paid twenty dollars i would have been all for it if you're like this professional athlete committee will support you and not just your top athletes yeah you know it's going to support everybody that's at semifinals so that's i mean so that's kind of i mean it's it's kind of unrealistic i think to bring in like a usada or a wada i mean that's I, we don't know we don't know we can't it's get gonna, that factual information on how much it would be but it would be a lot more than people than i think crossfit would be willing to pay and has or able to pay is, probably right. It's, yeah, it's but, completely unrealistic. But you just more. you but you Steve, you just said three hundred thousand people. Three hundred fifty. Three hundred fifty in you know Center for the Open. There, everyone I think pays an extra five bucks. Mm -hmm. That would that's like an extra one point seven million. That's even on the high side. But just to get like a couple of extra, you know, pay people for their extra time to have a third party like uninterested party to listen to some of these cases that are out there instead of the same people that are. Obviously, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, we kind of been negative on them, but I mean, obviously, they're they're, they're busy. They got other stuff going on. I can I can, I can kind of almost see why they treat it this way, but don't necessarily agree with it. Mm -hmm. um, it. It has to change. So I think, yeah, I mean, a pay, a pay to play system, it, fi it might not even be five. What about two dollars? If you pay tax, so I think that it doesn't end up being like twenty two bucks to do the open anyway. Or something, yeah, yeah two dollars of that, so it's like twenty four bucks now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's half the amount. You're you know right. forty percent of what you just did. You're still what nine hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars of extra money there. You can't find somebody to spend a little bit of time to actually get a like a third party court, so to speak, to to hear some of these yeah, cases. You don't you don't have to do it like you saw it where you're like paying someone to travel from gym to gym unannounced, knocking on the door and saying, Hey, pee in this cup because that's right. what they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but they're also like backtracking past urine samples of past 
mm-hmm. winners. Like that gets expensive when you think about all yeah. that work that goes in there. We're not asking <clears throat> for that, which would be, it would be cool if they did, but we realize but they, it's not realistic. Don't they kind of tout that they do that though? They're like off season testing and we've kind of, we, we, I'm to, talking about backtracking yeah, yeah. past yeah. urine samples. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, like going like back in passport. So yeah. So like if a new substance comes out, then yeah. they backtrack. That's called a biological passport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Because testing gets better, you know, yep. and, and new, you know, uh, ways of, of kind of figuring out what's happening with old samples, you know, ha- you know, th- that information gets better and better every year. Um, Dougie, what you said, it was like 10,000 times better than it was. Quantum leaps, yeah. It's about 10,000 times more sensitive if you measure it by the picogram. I was like, just if you go from nanogram to picogram, how much more sensitive it is. Like that's, and that's only happened in the past four years. Yeah, yeah, four years, let's say. So, you know, people, when people are like, oh, well, the testing might have gotten more specific. It's like, (laughs) no, it like 100% did. Like if we would have been drug tested four years ago with a supplement in our body, it would have never shown up Correct. because it was such a low level yeah. in our body. That um, is a segue into what I was going to say. It's lowering the bar a little bit, but in terms of what we can do to get better, we're at about the 45 minute mark. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think just the CrossFit community overall's knowledge or awareness of the facts in contamination and tainted supplements Mm -hmm. and testing sensitivity and the comprehensiveness of the drug testing policy. Those three things, the current awareness in the community is way out of whack with reality. Mm -hmm. So I think a better thing to improve, which we're kind of doing with these podcasts so that you don't have to learn by popping yourself is just realizing the truth and mm-hmm. the truth is that things are contaminated way more than the average crossfitter thinks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tests, testing sensitivity is way more sensitive than it used to be. And it is not a conjecture thing. It's just a simple fact yeah. that's stated by the, the biggest policies. And thirdly, a black and white strict, no nonsense policy does not mean it's comprehensive Correct. or even well-educated. Correct. Correct. And I think that's Very a big thing. Like people need to realize that, um, well, A, the transparency needs to be there. They need to release yes. why, like, I mean, we had the conversation, Matt, um, like the biggest question when my drug test was released, uh, results were released, they said that I had a four-year suspension. Someone below me had a two-year suspension, and it doesn't say why. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, like, no one has any idea. Like, Cross, we could just be like, oh, well, I mean, and I'm assuming they found it in their supplement, and they did this whole hearing thing, and it came back that they got a two-year suspension, but... There's nothing to say why that happened. No. And that's like from a standpoint of like, well, we found it in our supplement. Like we have all this evidence that should give us beyond reasonable doubt that we took this on purpose because we didn't. And then they just give us a four-year suspension. We don't know why. Um, And one of the frustrating things was, again, they're busy people, but communicating with them like. Fiasco. I mean, just emails go unanswered. or go for unanswered for long periods of time. And it's like, again, we're working on a time sensitive frame here. Um, and we're not, <laughs> we're not getting quick, re- quick things back. I mean, I sent an email back to CrossFit about them releasing my, you know, thing and no response. So it's just like, it's just frustrating, you know? And it's like, I, I would just appreciate having a little bit more ec- explanation to us, but then explanation to the community as well. Yeah. So they know these different it's things. Exactly. I mean, the, the core problem is that there is no fundamental 
detailed understanding of what a two-year and four-year mm-hmm. suspension looks like. Yeah. We just, we think we know what it is. Oh, yeah. they found it in the testing, but as we've uncovered, there's lots of different paths and turns you go through testing these supplements, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you send back yeah. an open container, an unopened container? Yeah. They say way, every those. case is determined on a case-by-case basis, So, but, they, but they'd never elaborate. Yeah. 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 So. And an example, they publish all that for the UFC. Yeah, I mean, reasons. if you go to UFC, like I have it pulled up right now, you can see everyone that got a sanction. Um, and so it's just a list of everyone's sanction, and then you can click on the date of their sanction, and it talks about their why they got the suspension that they got. The so. Is that a write-up? Like it almost gives a write-up. It gives on a like write-up. Yeah. So like this is this guy tested positive for osterine um, as a result of a urine collected out of competition. Says what the osterine is. Um, the established a default one-year sanction for a positive tests involving the SARM, like osterine, in circumstance where they reported at lower lower urinary concentrations um, between 0.1 nanogram per milliliters and one nanogram per milliliters. Um, and the athlete is not able to demonstrate based on uh, like where the supplement came from. Yeah. So like this athlete. So had, he got, so he couldn't find out he where couldn't it came find from. Where okay. it was from. So it might've been using, you know, this mm-hmm. might've been somebody that was using. How, what did he get? What was He got name? a year suspension because his, because <laughs> his levels were below the uh, yeah. what minimum common sense threshold. threshold. Yep. And so like things like that. How long is that? What, what's that little write up? How long is that? Just, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty seven decent. paragraphs. I mean, it it was talks about paragraphs. U.S. It says USADA connects you around uh, testing. Okay. In addition, uh, des- that's uh, about seven or eight paragraphs. When you when CrossFit makes a decision, you you probably have. I mean, what did you have? Two com- two phone conversations with them, maybe like two or three emails, yeah. and then we did a Zoom call where people were sleeping, and then <laughs> they put out a like two sentence, like. Uh, Taylor Stride was found to have Austrian. She is suspended for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Austrian was the only detail. There's no information. And right below it, it's like uh, some gentleman from, I think it was from like South America, was positive for whatever something number. Uh, He's uh, suspended for two years. You're like, what? Um, what? Yeah. What's yeah. going on here? It's, it's like, is there any information? You, you send an email to CrossFit. That's not, that's not coming back. They've moved on. Your, yeah. your, your file is closed. You're mm-hmm. off. You're off. They're off to the races or something else. Interestingly enough, you know, we talk about, so the UFC's is radically transparent. CrossFit's is on the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Just to, to even point that further, you can go in and look at, how, like, I can go in and see how many times Holly Holmes been tested. 34 times. I can go in and see how many mm-hmm. times John Jones has been tested. 72 times. Yep. And they, like, said this was the date they were tested. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the level of transparency that that program has. Yeah, you, you kind of said it. It's like, just because CrossFit is hard on athletes that, Get a, get a positive drug test does not mean they know what they're doing. No, no, it's, it's like, it's, 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 it's like I think, but that's that, that's kind of the assumption of people. It's like, oh yeah, we we have a great drug testing policy, and we take care of people <laughs> that are that, that that pop, and we you know we you know, suspend them, and we we and there's people in the comments like we should give them a lifetime ban. It's like just just because somebody came up with a positive drug test and CrossFit, you know, went through this you know barely. Uh, you know, bare minimum time frame to discuss it with them and came with a harsh harsh uh, punishment that does not mean that they know what they're doing or this it's is a, a, fa- this is a fair mm-hmm. fair way to, to to handle this at all at all it's like it's like a parent that if the kid misses their homework they just ground him for two two weeks no yeah. matter what and yeah. like that was like they're really strict or whatever it is yeah. without Taking any like, yeah, no, somebody system. stole it from me on the way home from the bus. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You didn't do your homework. You're, you're done for two weeks. Yeah. Like, what, what, hold on. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean you're a good parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Good parenting. 
They stick with they stick with their guns. Steve, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if homework. they don't. It's maybe a better example. Would be like, okay, the homework. kids, the kids not home from curfew on time. He's uh, he's grounded for a month, and it's like, yo, my my best friend had a flat tire, and I had to go fix it. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Wake with them, and and like it's like, nope, a month. <laughs> yeah, like no, and like that, like that would be bad parenting, and you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, oh. No, we'll give you a, okay. We'll give you a reduced sentence, a week, because you did miss curfew, but you also made a smart decision to. Yes. Do something else. Like it's no, mitigating none of circumstances. That. Mitigating circumstances. So, anyways, I think probably to kind of wrap it up, some um, overarching themes that we have. Um, one, we need a third party testing. We some, need a third party, not even there. testing. Sorry, third party um, hearing yep. system because it's how this all played out is not fair. Um, how CrossFit uh, did all this legwork, and obviously, their you know our supplement company said, of course, we didn't do it. Um, you know, all these different things. CrossFit was given all this information to tell them that uh, we were liars, I guess. And they were not willing to listen to us not being liars. <laughs> Judge, jury, executive, yeah. Yeah. detective. They and, don't um, care about you. And, you know, like we've, we've stated mo- multiple times over and over again, if someone, um, you know, does all this research on you and they think that they, they have all these things against you, there's, they're never going to sway on their on any hearing no. it's just not going yeah yep. i'm just throwing out yeah no it's a good <laughs> word um you know the next thing is is we understand that it can't be usada like we get that we're it's not to that level so, yet so expensive and it's unrealistic at this point but I would say, I would you think. know what can we do as a sport what can we do as a community to you know throw a little money into the pot to let this become a better drug testing policy um you know the transparency needs to increase significantly and i think that's something that maybe having someone that doesn't have 20 different jobs, you know, that gives them the ability to be a little bit better, um, more supportive to the athletes, more supportive to, you know, what's going on throughout this whole policy. Um, it just legitimizes the sport. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Like yeah. plain and simple. <laughs> and then, you know, the 10 day policy turning around and giving someone 10 days to scramble, um, to try to test their supplements uh, it's just not fair. You know, even if they do announce, I guess, that they have a, um, you know, positive drug test, because like I said, it is hard with semifinals going to the games. I get that. So they announce positive drug test, but giving them time to actually, you know, do their research and look into this and be able to give them the opportunity to prove themselves innocent um, is it's just better for the sport in general. It's just a better way to treat these people that are the you know heart and soul of your community um, instead of you know, turning around and being like, absolutely not. Here's your, four, you know, four-year ban. Um, I know like uh, Ellie Kabord, who was on Mayhem Independence, um, you know, she came out on a podcast and was like, I'm not even going to be able to, I mean, she said she was taking a lot of hippy-dippy supplements. She's like, yeah. I'm never going to be able to test them all in time. Time frame, yeah. Before a CrossFit gives me a suspension. So, you know, um, and, you know, the Sean Ramirez thing, and I think it's probably happening more and more frequently. Um just 10 days is just, it's an it's unrealistic not. and an unreasonable time frame. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lucked out. We did. We were like in the 11th hour. Yeah. And, Literally. Uh, yeah. I'm not yeah. No kidding. I mean, it's unreasonable. 10 days. You got to be kidding me to, to get you know, all that I information th- out and, um, and testing done just to figure out, you know, what could have possibly happened? What could you have taken? Mm-hmm. You know, where, where, where did, where did the breakdown happen? Yeah. They know it takes time to. Um, test these things and even on their own rule book they say almost 20% of the things mm-hmm. that you yeah. could take could be hot so 
why would you not give more time? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, going even further with this too, um, starting to look at minimum thresholds because of how sensitive testing is nowadays and how common um, things are in the supplements, you know, people are going to take supplements and that's just what it is. I mean, you know, all these people take these things to help them feel better. better. Hell, we took electrolytes to help them feel better. Um, and this is something that, you know, we as a, as athletes need to, uh, be advocates for because people are going to test positive and you need to have that, um, transparency as to why, why it's happening. So the community knows like, you know, there's these low levels and people are testing positive and they're not knowing it's in their supplement. Um, so a people know not to take their supplements or to be extra cautious with them. Um, but B also like, that's something that this, if, I mean, this Steve's a gym owner, he's an affiliate owner, like this t- taints his reputation. And I think, you know, we have a great community at blue city and they understand like we would never do this. We would never put the jeopardy of each other and ourselves and this, but someone can look up at, you know, blue city athlete CrossFit and two people have a positive drug test. Like that just looks bad, Yeah. you know, and, not we had a low threshold like any other sport this wouldn't even been announced you know things need to change well and it's uh, let me go a little bit if you said it transparency it's like no one knows what's going on so we 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 discussed it we can't we don't know the answer so we can't figure this out we're just floating it out there like what what could we possibly do is there a third party do we bring in a, a, a chamber of people something needs to change because they control all the information i want to know what's going on they don't say anything mm-hmm. what's going on we don't know if they're withhold if velner popped l- last year he could have and they just buried it we don't know that mm-hmm. i mean you would think that that's not the case but you have no idea what they're, what information that they have, what they're bearing, what they're announcing, what they're not. They don't tell anyone. And it's four people sitting in a room controlling all of this information. There has to be some kind of uninterested third party mm-hmm. to look at the data, look at the tests and make sure that the, that, that, you know, that the transparency is out there because in, in our sport, you know, like it, every other sport, people are, are popping and s- suddenly now no one at the top is. And I'm, I'm not saying that more people should be but it's like we don't know you can't tell me mm-hmm. fat for a fact that they aren't burying information or they're not telling all the facts that are out there you can't say that because they control everything we all want a better drug testing policy <laughs> um to get there it will require some self-examination yeah. sometimes self-examination is painful yeah self-examination from the level of crossfit would be painful athletes doing it would you know cross it looks at themselves they realize they don't have the policy that they quite thought they had or at least were advertising mm-hmm. athletes look at themselves and they go "Ooh, i didn't quite know about this and i had some assumptions that were clearly not correct coaches the same media yep. members self-examining actually digging into this mm-hmm. go "Ooh, i've been spouting off some opinions that are either just plain wrong or just are look really stupid yeah. to the educated mm-hmm. person fans realize that they're completely on the op they're their assumptions are completely on the the other side of the spectrum from reality. And so that's kind of my ending here would be my challenge to the CrossFit community is doing some self-examination on the drug testing policy in our sport. Agreed. I think that's a good way to end it today. Yeah. Goodbye, y'all. Thanks, folks.